This is access to accessibility with a more of the day's space podcast network. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, guys. This is Access to Accessibility, the show with me, David Moore, the guy with a vision disability, uh, a vision impairment, who discusses the tools and the accessibility and the access to things that we have, not for those who only, not for the people who only have disabilities, for the people who have disabilities, as well as those people who don't, who can benefit from the tools that we we know about and we enjoy, and you know, look, I was I was having a conversation with somebody about this show, and what I said was, I'm not entirely sure where I want to, you know, take this show immediately, right? Basically, I said I'd start the show with some stories, some of my own opinions on things, uh, g- give you a background on who I am, uh, so you understand the way you know I view view the world and the way I view these things and. Because that's important to, for you to understand because, look, I have a different perspective than you. That's just how the matter of, that's how the world works, guys, is is I can't be, you know, the most amazing, perfect, whatever you want, you know. I can't have the exact same views as you or this world wouldn't be entertaining as it is. So, I, I, I have a, a few topics for this show, um... But I, I want to start somewhere where, uh, you know, it seems it seems like a different a different place for somebody who doesn't have a disability, someone who has a full uh, full capabilities of doing whatever they choose, and this this sets up some limits. Okay, now I was watching the news the other day, and they were talking about a disability sport team in high school. I I paid very close attention to what they were saying because I have an interest in this. I have I have my own thoughts on on what what a disability sport team should be. Look now when when you make a sports team in high school there's tryouts and there's a way to, you know, prove you're the best to be on varsity or JV or whatever the heck any of that is because I stayed away from it because the truth is I'm not athletically skilled this and I'm I'm explaining something about this vision impairment because I think it's important for you to understand why I had no interest in athletics of games sports whatever and I still even even enjoying them, and I love a good hockey game, watching guys smash into each other live at the Gund Arena, you know, or the Q, or whatever you want to call it in Cleveland, guys. That's that's a, a, a whatever we change that name every two years. The um the truth is, I I have a vision impairment that doesn't allow me to react to you know something flying at me like a ball or a frisbee or you know. If you threw, you know, want to play kickball, I'm probably not going to kick the ball very well because I didn't see it rolling towards my feet as quickly as, you know, the next guy. This this makes makes doing doing those kind of things like playing sports just not fun. Is because basically, no matter what, with a disability, depending on the disability, you're at a disadvantage. But most disabilities put you at a disadvantage. It's not. 
and it's not wrong. It's not. It's not. It's not unfair. It's. It's just the way life is. Is you know, look, I'd love to play any any sport. I'd love. I have interest in playing. You know, I wanted to play baseball, but guess what? You know, there is no way I'm going to see that ball flying at me at, at, you know, even even at the kiddie level or, you know, swinging a bat to the right accuracy to hit it off a tee. And that's, look, I know that sounds like it's, it's, it's easier than it sounds for somebody who can see it perfectly. And look, it's not, and I'm not upset about it. And I, I want to emphasize that, and I'm not asking for sympathy here because, it, the truth is i'm i'm okay with the fact that you know i'm i'm not as quick and visionally you know as good as the next guy but anyway the the news story started to continue where they were explaining that schools are either required to allow disabled students to play on the regular teams which is let me finish this or have an alternative an alternative team. Okay, now here's here's where this gets unfair, right? If I was a coach and I had this want for my football team to be the best, the best high school in the greater Cleveland area just because it's where I live, and I wanted to go to nationals and I wanted to be the best coach ever, right? I'm going to pick the best players in the school. Regardless of their disabilities or not, if they can prove to me that they're a better player, well, go right ahead. But here's the truth. Having a disability puts them at a disadvantage, right? During those tryouts, they're not going to compete as well with the regular players. Now, this isn't unfair, and this is just, once again, I say this is how it is. What What I have a problem with is the coach deciding... Because he's disabled, and because we don't have an alternative team, we have to let this kid play. Otherwise, we're infringing on his rights to participate. Now, look, this is this goes on another few levels of other things other than disabilities where somebody can't play because of whatever. And look, here's here's the the opinion on that. It's the same with thing. With here, I'll give you another example the boys and girls teams, right? I understand that the high schools and even the lower grades don't have the money to, I mean, let's think about this. If they had to create four teams, a boys, a girls, a boys' disabilities, and a women's disabilities teams, look, that's significantly going to damage the others. And this is this is part of it, right? Here's Here's my opinion on that. I feel like if there's enough demand for something, enough demand for a team, a group, then it should be done. If if me and my other six disability friends decided that we wanted a football team, then we should be able to have our football team, and we should be able to play any other disabled football team in whatever area is the closest to us because that is our right as human beings to participate in everything we can. I... I want to tell this this on a true story, okay? You know how we're all little kids, and we all are, you know, semi-pressured into, you know, being on whatever sports team our parents decided we want to be on, right? I decided, I decided, right, 
um, that I wanted to be on the rec basketball team. I wanted to be as cool as my brother, but now I'm an older. I'm older, right? So I ended up going to the higher level team where there's defense and guards and all sorts of other basketball rules that I didn't totally understand and I had to learn, right? This is hard enough to learn, right? But the truth is all I wanted to do was play basketball with a couple of kids, throw the basketball in the hoop and maybe get a chance at it. I played that sport for about a year. I touched the ball once because I was the worst player on the team. I was incapable of getting close enough to the ball because every time I would see the ball, it would have disappeared to be somewhere else in the court. It's just the truth. is There was no way in hell that I was going to compete with those, those, those other guys because they were, you know, doing this for since, you know, a couple of years. I hadn't. I wasn't able to see the ball, and I didn't understand half the rules because nobody was willing to explain everything about basketball rules that, look, I had played street ball, okay, you know, still like to play sometimes with my friends, sometimes we go out and we had a hoop for the last couple of years, we got rid of it actually recently, and I always thought that was fun, and I thought I could do that, right? The, the truth is that you can't. There had to have been an alternative for that to have worked. Let's let's move on. This is that was probably early middle school, right? Let's move a little bit into middle school requirements. In schools, you have a requirement to take gym. Now I was in band, right? And now in my middle school, they devised the gym groups based on the music classes you were in. You were an orchestra, band, or choir. The band was 14 kids, the, cho- the orchestra was 14 kids, and the choir was like 102 kids because nobody wanted to be playing an instrument. So my gym class was really small. So guess what we had? We had actual team games like hockey and whatever, volleyball, whatever. Always the last kid picked on the team. Always at a disadvantage. Never had fun because I never really got to participate. I would just... And in dodgeball, I just hoped to get out because I just was done. I did. I wasn't having fun. Sometimes, you know, playing in the neighborhood, I had plenty of fun playing dodgeball because it was with a bunch of my friends who weren't, you know, out to get me, right? They weren't on this, this goal-set streak of being the best player and the best whatever. So there was no problem there, right? But when it comes to what's considered... In middle school, a big deal is being on the best team, devising the best team, giving the teacher, giving, you know, the students the opportunity to devise and coach teams, I mean, to an extent of 40 minutes or whatever. But, like, you know, you play hockey, I didn't see the puck. We play kickball. Sometimes I could kick the ball, but I was just never really that good because I wasn't prepared to see it quick enough. And what would have been nice at that level would have been my own group, right? So take because we were able to divide the gym. But here's the problem. Because we are all divided into the, the three classes, most of the disabled kids either didn't even have to take gym. I wasn't in that that low 
level of disability, that or they were in the choir and I was in the band. Now here's the problem with the band, the, the choir gym, because I joined it in 8th grade. There's no teams, it's all free-for-all games, it's actually kind of more fun because there's so many people that it doesn't really matter that you suck. Still the last person picked. Or the teams where basically you paid for five minutes and then they'd move you and you'd be out and then they'd, somebody else would play and then you'd wait the rest of the class until, you know, maybe po possibly you'd get rotated back in through the line, whatever. There was no group for disabled students. There was no disabled gym class. I ended up being able to participate with one of my friends who needed physical therapy and she, you know, got me out of gym for a little bit because I got to spend time helping her do things. And that was a little bit better because guess what? We were still playing, bouncing the ball, doing whatever it is, right? She's doing what she needs to do because she has a different gym requirement than I did. Fine. Big deal. Okay. Let's move on to high school, right? High school had different requirements. You had to take two semesters of gym total for the four years that you're in high school, at least in my school. I figured out early on that I did not want to take gym during the actual school year because I heard about all the requirements. It was the same team crap where you would be at a disadvantage to compete against them, right? There was no disabled group. I decided to take what they call the summer gym. You pay an extra $100 to take the class during the summer. And you basically do gym class, but, you know, there's more kids. It's a couple classes. It's for four hours. You get to swim a little bit. You get to run a little bit. And you get to play one sport. And you got to do that for four or eight weeks. I think eight weeks. The... The advantage to that is I realized that a lot of disabled friends that I had, because I, and I'll explain this later in this episode, because I know where I want to take this, is you actually got to participate with the disabled kids, because guess what? There's 400 kids here taking the same summer gym class. We can devise our own classes, right? Okay, so I get to, you know, pick these six kids that I already know. I already know that we all have our own individual, you know, either disabilities or just basically we're just not athletically competing with the goods who can, you know, bench press 300 pounds and destroy the goalie in a hockey game, okay? We would take, we would walk over to another court because basically the high school is huge. We would walk over to our own court, form our own game of Foursquare, form our own game of tennis, volleyball, whatever the case may be, we had our own little groups. When we would go inside for the giant war game, whatever you want to call it, I would just go off to the side with a few kids that I knew. We would play our own game, which is basically bouncing a ball back and forth. A little bit easier. It wasn't it wasn't competition based it was just let's participate because we have to let's enjoy it because we can we're not competing against each other because we both feel like we're the worst players and team members that there are 
And let's and and this the, I'm gonna tell this story. I'm gonna just be honest here because summer gym the last semester basically I had taken all my my regular friends. I hate using that word regular or normal in this show. I took them the first semester, right? Just second semester we got all screwed up. I had a friend. He was near deaf, okay? He had basically no hearing whatsoever. He could read lips. He could read sign language. I don't know either. I Well, I guess I know how to talk and let him read my lips. But me and him had been in classes, normal classes together, during the semesters, during school. And I had... Me and him basically had basically even a nonverbal communication that we were cool. We got along, and we would form our own game of, of basketball or horse or whatever because we under I, I was able, we were babies basically able to communicate just by you know looking at each other and understanding that this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do this for the next two hours because we have to, and. This dude was amazing. He was, uh, he agreed without even speaking to me that we were just going to do this because the teacher didn't care. She already knew me. And basically that made the whole experience realize, it made me realize that we can participate in these games, right? Maybe we had to make up our own rules or play against each other where we're all at slight, slight disadvantage. And we all understand what those disadvantages are, so we're not trying to compete against each other because we've all been on the short end of that stick where we all we all felt like we couldn't compete with each other, right? Another news story that came up recently is Cleveland schools decided to change their policies on passing students and giving grades. Okay, now this is this is totally against what I believe. Basically, students had to be at their grade level or higher on their reading levels. Here's the problem. Students with disabilities don't always necessarily meet those requirements. Honestly, I am probably below college reading level. It's the truth. It's not because I'm stupid. It's because I just have a hard time reading. I have no... I have no problem with comprehension. I have no problem with this. I'm at a comprehension level. I'm beyond college level. It's this moving my eyes back and forth to read a page. Students have to be at these levels. Now, this is this is a problem, right? Here's what they did to meet that disadvantage. In elementary school, and this is this is where you don't even totally understand what's going on. When we actually separated into, you know, like basically four classes a day, math, English, uh, science, and history, right? For English, they would come and get me, take me out of the room. There'd be about five of us. We'd sit in a room on the lower floor. We'd read the same stories, do the same activities, but we would do them together in a different, in a small group. Now, this is, this is the point that I'm trying to get here is, guess what? I still met every elementary school requirement. We were going at our own pace. At times, we were ahead. Other times, we were behind. And I things we'd have to, you know, we'd have to adjust to our levels, right? But we were still learning. 
we were still advancing. And because we were at such a small group, we were able to understand each other. We were un understand what each other needed help with. And this this is, I mean, seriously, this is elementary school, right? I understood who needed what help, and I understood what help I needed already at this point. And I don't think I figured out to about halfway through being pulled out of that class that I was in there because I needed help. And I realized that I did because without that small little group doing doing the things that other people would do wasn't the same. This is the same as the sports. It's like if you if you let us compete on our own level, on our own terms, we're at a completely equal level here. And I and I hate to say this like I don't wanna I don't wanna bring anybody down because I and I, I think I mentioned this, or I mentioned it when I was telling my life story the other day in class, as I said, I've always strived to be my best, and I would not ever say that I was not an excellent skier, if that made sense. I am an excellent skier. I am excellent at any any sport that has to do with balance. It's vision-based things that just push me down, Right? But if you were playing Marco Polo with somebody, and then this is, I hate to say things like this because I feel like I'm going to offend somebody, but I don't want to. Let's pretend you were playing Marco Polo and you were deaf. And just think about that. Is that fair? That's, I mean, that's the example I want to use. And I hate, I hate it because I feel like that's not fair. That is horrible and that's wrong. But the point is, that's what some of these things are. Okay. They are unfair to us. In their own ways. You're not telling me that students have to be at their reading levels or they're not going to move on at a non-disability level. Look, some people catch on slower than others. That's just the truth, right? If you are not caught up on your reading level, and let's pretend you're in third grade and you're at a second grade reading level. Are you that hurt? Are you that far behind? Let's be honest. How much did you learn in elementary school? In middle school, for English, both Englishes, so basically there was writing and there was reading, I would attend a small group class full of people with mental diseases as well as disabilities. And that experience was amazing. Now here's here's where this gets to an interesting level. Teaching at certain teaching certain things benefits from other ways of teaching it. Instead of having, you know, crappy desks where we were uncomfortable to read our books, we had a couch. I mean a couch. I swear to God our teacher bought this couch and brought it in for us. Years before I got there. This woman this woman was amazing. <coughs> I apologize for I'm probably getting some sort of sickness because I claimed that I had not I got sick over break and I probably wasn't gonna get sick again, so I'm probably going to have some extreme sickness. Anyway, this this woman taught me the reading level that I am at now. I swear to God, I haven't learned anything from high school 
I've learned to get through things since high school. The this this class was exactly the same as any other middle school English class. They would just put us in a group of five to eight people. We got to sit on couch cushions or on the couch or in the chairs. The chairs, the comfy chairs. Sit around a group, take turns reading. Nobody was embarrassed because guess what? You're not on the same reading level. You stumble over words. Your vision doesn't let you read quick enough. Nobody's judging anybody because everybody's got something that's wrong with them. Even there was a there was a student. Name I can't even remember. I wasn't gonna say it. And he read too fast. So fast to the extent that he couldn't comprehend anything. It's a totally different disability than I am. I could read super slow and comprehend everything. Okay? It's it's interesting to see those other different groups and those other disabilities and those other things that make us us. I learned so much from her in that class. Now, middle school was what? Three years? Seventh, eighth, and ninth grade? No. Sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Learned so much in there. And I had done, I did that thing for three years. Two periods a day, which is what? 40 minutes a piece, I guess. 35, I think. With five minutes between. And I wasn't learning anything different. We were reading the same books. But guess what? We were going at our own pace. We would end up meeting all the requirements. And we would teach these things in our own ways. Just because you put it at a different level, in a different format, in a different way, doesn't mean it's not the same content. It's not the same things. And that's something I really I want you guys to realize is because if if we're talking about requiring people to have a disability sport team, it's putting those students in a position that some of them want to be in but not putting them at the point where they can't compete because that's that's where this gets this gets wrong because being forced to play those sports with the band students who let's be honest the band students weren't athletic even they were just more athletic than I was it was not fair and a, and a huge push down on my self esteem to realize that I was the worst the worst player at whatever game it was, I was the last to be picked in every single one of those team sports. It's, if you were to put me with with my hearing-paired buddies, my friends who are in wheelchairs, my friends who have social interaction problems, and those who just, you know, have whatever whatever the case may be, we're all at a disadvantage, which makes us all equal at a different point. And this is this is the beauty of that idea, is I would have loved to play on a disabilities kickball team or whatever the heck you want to make the game, okay? I don't care what it is. If you put me in a small group English class, I'm learning at my own level, at my own speed, and learning the same things, okay? And honestly, at a much comforter level. Now... Before I before I get to the end of this show, I want to finish this high school thing, right? After three years of of middle school, small group English, and 
five years of elementary school small group reading in English. When I went to high school, I went into a a block class, right? Because I felt like if I could combine something that I was good at, which was history, and combined it with English, I would feel like I'd meet somewhere in the middle. Ended up doing that for two years. It was a project-based class, which I learned at that point that I benefit from doing projects instead of, you know, writing papers and essays and all sorts of that nonsense. Learned that from that experience after two years. And that was interesting because it was groups again, even though it was an actual level class. And guess what? I was no longer at a disadvantage. I was equally compared to everybody else. And I moved on. 11th grade, you have to take the last English class you're required to take. Went in nervously, honestly, because I had not been in a normal English class ever in my entire life. I had not been in the 30 kids in one room, just required to do stuff. Teacher was amazing. I got to do a few projects here and there, met some extra requirements. I did some extra work to make up for the things that I couldn't do. And I was equally leveled and not. Honestly, I did more work than most people in that class. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean that in the way that to make up for the things that I know that I fall, I fall at or I fall down at. I made up with them at the things that I can strive in. And that's something I, I want everybody to take away. At least if you were offended by the last, I don't know, 29 minutes and 53 seconds of my show where I just, I gave you some opinions that you don't necessarily agree with. If you take one thing away, realize that everybody has their own weaknesses. But everybody also has their strengths. And make up with your, take your strengths and make them fight your weaknesses. This was at Access to Accessibility Episode 3, brought to you by the Dayspace Podcast Network. This show was originally recorded for Tri-C Radio, the voice of Cuyahoga Community College. My name is David Moore. You can find the rest of our shows at dayspace.com. That's D-A-C-E-S-P-A-C-E. You can also search the same, the same thing in iTunes. Check it out. This cold is coming on.